0: TheYeshiva.net okay, So the, we're at Samach Daled, Amud Beis, page 127. On top of the page it says, Yerushub We started the Shuva Yisrael. We're holding the last line on the column. You see? Samach Dalid, column 2, Amud Beis, or page 127. Literally the last line. These are the words Moshe Rabbeinu communicates to the Jewish people in Parshas of Eschanan, weeks before his passing, and record it every day, and, and recite it every day in the Aleinu. Malatanya says that Krishma is read every day, both in the evening at night and in the morning. of kamecha, because the unity of Hashem and Elokim, Hashem Hu which that unity is basically the concept of creating a diri It's the avoid of the Jewish people to make a dira barach a residence for the divine here in the lowest element of reality, to transform the darkness into light. That avoyda of Yichud Hashem which is done now, and the results of it will be seen and experienced. That avoyda needs to be done on two levels, night and morning, which are connected also to heaven and earth. Bashamayim Imal is one Yichud, and Bal Mitachas. And each one needs to be internalized and experienced the the way it's in heaven, and the ain't Oi the way it's in earth. and that's why you have at night and by day. In the parentheses he started to explain the kale deis, Hashem, the two perceptions. And now he continues. The last line of the page, Varat. just like in the world, there's heaven and earth. And thus we say, "V data. The microcosm is always a mirror of the macrocosm. Micro is the human, the small. Macro is the large, the global. The microcosm, the olam, the adam, is an olam Katen, is a miniature world. It says in Medrash Chazal say. The human being is a miniature universe. Meaning, this is not a small little vart. That means any phenomenon you encounter in the universe, if you want to fix that, you have to find that in your life. And when you repair that, it has an effect on the cosmos. The human being reflects the world. It's not shot. there's a world and the person somewhere is a speck over there in the world. The Apostle says in Kehelas, <laughs> So the Balatanya teaches the whole world you could find in the heart of man. Nosan so there's no phenomenon in nature both on earth and even in outer space that doesn't have a reflection in avoida It's almost like the, the, you know if you watch the spaceships get launched and satellites get launched and sent out, and NASA sits in its center and controls it with its uh, with its joysticks and computers. And you're dealing with items, with crafts, with instruments that are not hundreds of miles away, and not thousands of miles away but millions and millions and millions of miles away. And nonetheless, the scientist, the astronomer, sitting there in the office, he gives a, a kvetch here, a push here, a push there, and it has an effect on what's happening, what's happening on, the other, on the other planets. On a spiritual level, a little, a little avoida, a little move within a person's life, within a person's system, within a person's psyche, Refle- affects the world in ways that we know and much more in ways that we don't know. Yeah, you wanted to ask me? I will understand it. Uh, the question was that. If I fix that, or when I fix that part that's broken in the world, and why, and the other person sees the same defect in himself and fix it, how we both fix the same thing? Well, you two are also connected. You're not only connected to Mars; you're also connected to other people. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. There's there's a, there's a, we're connected on a vertical level and on a horizontal level. There's the vertical connections and the horizontal connections. So when it says Shamayim and Eretz, he says it's not a there's heaven and earth. It always, it always exists in the It exists in the soul of a person. And the consciousness of the human soul is connected to the consciousness of the universe. And every element, every detail of the universe has its counterpart within the human organism, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And therefore there's an interconnectedness. And the MS is that it's al-piseichal this way, because if the whole world comes from achdus, comes from Hashem, achdus, apshutah, and we're, we also come from there, so that means ultimately everything is one. It's manifested in diversity and in differentiation, and in such uh, such expanses of space and time, but essentially it comes from achtus so therefore that achtus trickles down into every experience. The avoid of a person is to bring it back to that place of oneness, within the differentiation, to be able to reveal that oneness, that harmony. The Balatanya writes in Tanya that the Rambam and the Ramban were masters of Chachmas Chitzanius, meaning they mastered all the available sciences of their day in terms of medicine, biology, mathematics, cosmology, astronomy, of course, science, physics. The Balatanya says that uh, all of these Chachmas are called klipas noyga. Klipas neige means, we learned a few times, it's a shell, but it's a translucent shell. Translucent means if you know, if you have the skill and the wisdom and the perspective, you could pierce through the shell and see the divine there. So he says that's why the Rambam and the Ramban learned it, because in many ways this allows a person to appreciate Yiddishkeit and Torah in a whole different way. Because when you really get it, you see that every Nikudah in science, every Nikudah in physics, every Nikudah in biology, every Nikudah in astronomy, every Nikudah in cosmology, everything, it's all interconnected to the objective of existence. And it's all inter, it's all a reflection of a divine energy. And it all exists within the human soul. And the human soul ultimately is responsible to bring harmony into the whole world. So we're not isolated creatures in the universe. We take responsibility for the universe. The whole universe is encompassed by us. So when you appreciate the universe, you also appreciate yourself. And that relationship is a very powerful one. Now, this is this is a whole... This is not simple... You know, it's not simple stuff. It gets very multi-layered and multi-complex, but that's the Nakuda. Where does he write this? In Tanya, yeah. in Perik So, Vihini k'invayashi ba'olam shamayim in the soul, you also have these two concepts, Shemayim and Eretz. And therefore, on both levels, Shemayim and Eretz, you need the Yichud of Hashem, and that's why we say Krishna twice a day. Because there's the Krishna of night, and there's the Krishna of morning, and it's not the same Krishna. There's the Krishna of Laila, there's the Krishna of Yoim, there's the Krishna of, of heaven, and there's the Krishna of earth. The soul is basically made up, or it's, it's, it encompasses, it's klula, the nefesh is comprised, comprised, from four dimensions. Pchines means dimensions, aspects. Seichel, machshave, dibur, umaysa. Seichel, intelligence, awareness, cognition, thoughts, words, and actions. Two and two. The first two represent heaven in a human being. And the second two represent earth in a human being. Seichel and Machshava are defined as the heavenly dimension of man. Seichel and Machshava. Dibur and Maisa are defined as the earthly, earthly dimension of the human being. Even though. Machshav is also only a garment to the soul. It's not the soul. Just like words and actions are not the soul. They're garments in which the soul gets dressed up. Machshav is also a lavush. Machshav is not the nefesh. And here, the following idea is being conveyed. One, one aspect of the idea that's being conveyed is this. We speak about the nefesh. There is the nefesh and there's the levusha nefesh. There is the soul and there are the garments of the soul. Let's give a marshal in our own life when we deal with physical garments. Everybody understands you can't, just, you can't compare the goof, the body of a person, to the garments that a person wears. Even though sometimes we mistake ourselves for our clothes and our clothes for ourselves. And for some people, the clothes is far more important than the substance of who they are. But that's a life in which the lavushim become more important than the plimmi is. But that's exactly the point. The point is that you could never compare the garments to the essence. I'm wearing a suit. I could put it on. I can take it off. But when you're wearing a hand, you're wearing a foot, you're wearing a face. I mean, today they have uh, plastic surgery. So you can also take off your nose and put on your nose and, and reshape your nose and so forth. But that's very painful and uh, we're not going to discuss the benefits or the detriments at the moment. But the point is, you can't compare a, a levush is made to put on. Murav. You're not one with it. The guf, you don't just change. And all change is a very painful and difficult process. This is a physical mush. The same is true in the human makeup on a spiritual level. It's called what's called nefesh and ha nefesh. Nefesh is what the soul is made up of. Levushai HaNefesh are the garments of the soul. The garments of the soul are three things. Machshave, Dibur, Action, words, and thoughts. You can't compare your words, for example, to your emotions or to your seichal. What's the idea? Machshave, Dibur, Thoughts, words, and actions are garments. I dress myself up in these garments. I express myself through my actions, I express myself through the words, one can also not speak. One can speak. One can turn it on. One can turn it off. One can take off the suit. One can change their words. One can change their actions. And the change of and HaMaisa is not a change ostensibly that is as deep as a change in personality. To tell a person don't say this or say this. Do this. Don't do this. Sometimes you're not in the mood so it's difficult in that sense but it's not a surgery in the essential makeup of the person. So that's why it's called the levusha e ha the garment of the soul. And you could put on and take off 100 garments a day if you want, and every day you change another garment. Machshave would seem that it's not like a lavush, but it's really a lavush. When we think of thoughts, speech, words, we understand it's a lavush. Stop speaking. Action. Machshave, you never stop thinking. You can't stop thinking, and when you stop thinking, you're going to think about the fact that you stop thinking. Even when you sleep, you don't stop thinking. It looks like dreams. You never turn off machshava. You can't. You could try to, but then you'll think about the fact that you're turning off machshava, or that you're thinking about nothing. Whatever you're thinking, even in what we call mindfulness, where you try to notice what's going on, and you notice, and you notice the one who notices, the one who's noticing, the fact that you're noticing, etc., etc or all the other forms of meditation and so forth, it may be a different type of machshava, but there's always machshava. Nonetheless, machshava is not the nefesh. He says machshava is a lavush for the nefesh. The nefesh dresses itself up in thoughts. We often identify ourselves with our thoughts, but it's not true. There is you, and there are your thoughts, and the thoughts are literally clothes. I'm now dressed in these thoughts, and I could remove myself from these thoughts. I could remove these thoughts from me, and change my thoughts. Not disconnect from your thoughts, but remember that the machshavas are a lavush, they're garments. Yeah. Every machsava is a lavush. It's another lavush. I put on this shirt, I take off this shirt, I put on another shirt. And we learned differently from him before, for example, by in and Shalrosh, that the thoughts are there, the real things we can change is how our emotions will respond so that so we can control our emotions. But it seemed then that it was taking the thoughts as a given. We always have thoughts. Thoughts are not really controllable. We can control. is how we will emote relatively. No, but we always have thoughts. But the nature of the thoughts, what I'm going to think about, that could be my choice. I'm always going to think. The question is what I'm going to think about. So therefore, machshava is ultimately a lavush, just like dibur. I can choose my words. You have it even, Lamashal. If you'll tell a person, uh, change an internal emotion, or change, I, I tell somebody, understand this, I want you to understand it. I can't force somebody to understand something. Either you understand it or you don't understand it. An awareness that you have, a seichel that you have, I can't just change. It takes work. It's, it takes internal work. Good. What about dibura maysa? Does that follow the story then? Does yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. A Lvush, however, I could put on and I can take off. So I can change my story. Yeah, also. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the question? Yes, but it's a lavush that I don't know about. <laughs> but it's still a lavush. He yeah. wants to know if unconscious thoughts are also lavushim. So I said, yeah, it's just lavushim that we don't know about. There's different layers of lavushim. There's lavushim you see and lavushim that you don't see. <laughs> Actually, the unconscious thoughts. He says, Untervesh. <laughs> Unconscious is called Unterbewusstsein. <laughs> <laughs> Untebavussein. The <unconscious laughs> are always the yeah. thoughts are not all the time. Yeah yeah. No are here. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a lavush, yeah. and a lavush means that they don't define us. We sometimes think the machshavas define us, just like people think that their clothes define them. Yeah, it, fuels, it Sometimes fuels everything. These are their thoughts, and they never go out of those thoughts, just so like they never change their clothes. And they'll never go out without this set of clothes, because without these clothes, what are they? They don't know themselves without these clothes. Some people, if they don't have certain types of clothes or certain mm-hmm. watches or certain cars or certain suits, they don't feel that they could exist. It's a pasnash. That's what happens when the lavush becomes your identity. I have no other identity outside of my garments. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is that the lavush that is that 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 so, That's the chiddush, but it's still a lavush. That's what he's saying, even though Dibra and Maisa are for others and Mahshava is for yourself. So you would think it's not a lavush. And even though machshava never stops, Dibra could stop. Right? I could stop speaking. <laughs> even not, even me. <laughs> I know you don't see it often, but even me. Auto-zone. So even though you could stop speaking. Like a Lavouche, so it's taka. it's it's a different type of lavouche. It's like the undershirt that sticks to your skin, <laughs> but it's still an undershirt <laughs> it doesn't and therefore it could it could be dealt it could, you could re, you could put on one you could take it off and put on another one yes, and and it's the, yeah, and it, it doesn't define the eye. the eye are not the thoughts. We think and think and think. We all have. You're, you're constantly processing things. We're constantly thinking, right? Always. That's what we do. Instinctively, it's not. You don't choose to think, even if you're not aware of your thoughts. But you're constantly thinking, and we are reacting to those thoughts. We're all reacting to those thoughts, but the I is not the thought. The thoughts are clothes in which the I is dressed. And the eye could distinguish itself from those machshavas. Uh-huh. Emotions are manifestations of thoughts. Emotions are the manifestations of thoughts. Ration. So there are two eyes. The eye that we really are and the eye that we are. <laughs> Of course, that's the whole point. There's who I am and there's who I think I am. And when I mean by I think I am, I don't mean who I think I am, meaning who I think I am, but the I who my thoughts, who I think I am. Not the I that is reflected through my thoughts. And from one minute to the next, it's often different. Yeah. Because the real I cannot change. And the real I is neither. Not this thought and not that thought. Of course. Avada. Avada. They say, The real eye is the the source. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's not so easy to do this. It's not so easy to distinguish your eye from your thoughts. Because when we're in a place of thoughts, especially when you're uh, to be a little obsessive, and the thoughts are obsessive, there's nothing else. Of course this is me. I this, I this, I this, I this, none do with I. It's thoughts. It's lavorshim. It yeah, now, but. I think it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They say a in Chelem, one of these Chelem stories. There was a Jew from Chelem who was going home. And it was a long train ride. And it was going all night. So he asked the conductor to wake him up at four in the morning so he should be able to leave at the next stop. So he says, fine. He goes to sleep. It was a long uh, long journey. And he was in the same cabin. was a Ro- Russian general. Takes off his clothes. This from Chelem. And he goes to sleep. Four in the morning, the conductor wakes him up and says, your stop is coming. You have to wake up. He wakes up. It was pitch dark in the cabin. Other people were sleeping. So by mistake, instead of putting on his own clothes, he put on the clothes of the Russian general. He comes home to Chelem. He walks into his house, dressed up <laughs> like a Russian general. His wife sees him as, You went crazy? What happened to you? He says, What happened? She says, Take a look at yourself. He goes over to the mirror, and he looks, and he says, "Yeah, I always knew that the Russian conductors were Batlanim and Shlomo you can't trust them. She says, What happened? He says, He woke up, the Russian general, instead of me. so it's an anecdote but in life it's not always anecdotal because very often that's how people live they look at what they look like and that's what they are and often their whole life is going based on that some people live completely in a superficial shell there's literally nothing else and the moment you want to have a conversation with them that is more substantial that is deeper they shut down, they run away, or they cut you out. Because it's going to bring up some pain. It's going to bring up some, some, profound, um, some profound experiences that they're not ready to deal with. Sometimes people live in cliques. And in that clique, this is what's acceptable. This is, these are the conversations that are acceptable. This is the type of dress that's acceptable. And people live in that orbit for many, many years, and they never even know that they're literally in a cell in a prison and their entire inside had to be shut down and substituted with externalities. Whatever those externalities are, in some cultures it's clothes, in some cultures it's other types of behaviors, certain types of conversations. And when somebody gets up and says, the emperor has no clothes, the emperor has no clothes, it's like he's the crazy one. He's the crazy one. So that's the concept that one always has to distinguish between Levushim and what's inside the Levushim. It seems like the Mikva is an experience where you can neutralize a lot of that externality. Yeah, you can't go to the Mikva with Levushim. Leave it outside. Yeah. You still can't compare Machshavah to the HaMaisa. Why? Because Machshavah is a lavush, but it's a lavush that unites with the soul that understands. You can't experience in yourself Seichel without some Oysus. It's like the turtle, the turtle whose garment is always connected to it. The turtle comes to Levush. The, the shell covering the turtle is a shell, but it's a shell that grows with the turtle, unlike our levushim, which we add. So in levushim itself, you have a levusha and a levusha nifrit. Machshav is also a levush, but it's a levush that never, that never leaves you, which makes it very hard to distinguish yourself from it. Because you're always operating through machshav. Life is experienced through thoughts. You can't understand something Without using some Isis Hamakhshava. We think, but we think in language just like we speak in language. Everyone thinks in language because thought is Isis. Ideas are not about languages. The idea is the same in China, in France, in Russia, and in America. The music, music is a universal language. The music that the Japanese man understands or is sensitive to, I can also be sensitive, you know, I don't know Japanese. Why? Because music is not communicated in language. Dibur, I can't understand your conversation if I don't know your language, because there's oasis. Machshavet is also ISIS. This one thinks in Hebrew. This one thinks in Yiddish. This one thinks in English. But everybody thinks in a language. You can't think without a language. Understanding, however, is not a language. Seichel is not a language. Seichel is beyond language. It's an awareness. It's an understanding. But for me to communicate that Seichel to myself, I need letters. And for me to communicate it to you, I need words which are made up of letters. So makshava and Dibur are very similar in that both comprised of letters, but you can't compare it because this is the process to me and this is the process to you. The way I process myself to myself is through makshava but it's a processing of the self. It's osis. That's why it's called the Levush. It's not the eye. Levush he says It's like connected to you. Like the turtle, the levush's turtle doesn't say, you know what, I don't like the suit of mine. I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> We invented, I told you, cosmetic surgery, facial mm-hmm. surgery, because we don't like our nose, we don't like our eyes. And this. Yeah, not never yeah you, you, could, you could stop speaking, you could change, yeah. yeah, you could so stop Adelavis speaking. Yeah, sometimes a person could be quiet for seven hours, not say a word. A person told me he went for some uh, retreat mm-hmm. for three days, and nobody says a word. 24 hours, three days, nobody says a word. Imagine... That could be frightening for people. Huh? That could be frightening for people. Jews? Jews, yeah. <laughs> Jews, yeah. Even a few rabbis <laughs> were there. <laughs> yeah. rabbis didn't talk. You know what that brings up? You know what that does to you? It's Kamachimashuga, right? It brings up a lot of stuff. We don't realize. We talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. There's a little bit more. Another thing you told me, Adam what the inner really is? Right. So that's why it's a lavush that I could take off. I could take off I'm not doing it now. But since mahsuva can be taken off. So the child's true lavush. It's not like a lah. Of course it's a true lavush. Never. You made it, you made that lavush. But that's the point. Because it's a lavush, it doesn't define the eye.
1: The eye doesn't
0: look like the maqshabh. Yes, three, but three, even, three, true, three. even true even true are not the eye. They're Machshavves that may be more reflecting of the art, more reflective of the art. Question. Question. Yeah. When well, you say that that idea, of music, is not defined by language. language. Yeah. So, what we say well, how how does a person get caught? Say when well, it's always defined by a thought? Very good. You're right. That's why he oh, calls it right. Levush. You're right. We can only process and experience our Seichel through ISIS. We don't have any other way. But sometimes you have a flash, a picture, right? There's book's about autistic, autistic children, autistic people, right? They experience the world in pictures. It's a very powerful experience. Without Isis, so with it's like Ois. a flash of wisdom. That's what really Chachma is. So is. It, it right away gets into Isis by most of us. Right away. So that epiphany is I mean, it's not a bosh. No. So an infant? Right, so an infant still experiences without Isis. Mm-hmm. So but there's still some level of Machshavah. The book of has also that. Huh? Yeah 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The, the flash. The is expressed through oasis in ourselves. No, no. Machshava is machshavah is made up of letters, which make up words, thoughts. We, you'll see, you think. St- stop, be quiet, and just look at your thoughts, and you'll see there's a language there. Always. Before there's a language, then, that's pre-Lavushan. That's pre-Lavushan. that's the you start right away, it would that Right. Right, right. something yeah. that Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Right. Well, there, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Do you think you can have I yeah 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 She <laughs> says Masha'enkin had dibur v'hamayse in is nefrode min hannefesh ve'ein hannefesh meslabesh be'emtomet ele b'itim Diburah and are called nifrid from the soul. And the nefesh is not enclosed itself in them perpetually, continuously, only at moments when the person speaks and the person does. But there can also be moments of inaction and silence. And thus, it's called a lavush, which is nifrid. I could attach it. I could connect it to me. I could get dressed up in these lavushim and also undress myself from these lavushim. The And that's why generally Seichel and Machshavah we put into the category of Shamayim. And Diburah we put into the category of Aretz. Because generally speaking, Seichel and Machshavah and Diburah are the two dimensions of Shamayim and Eretz in the Nefesh. One is the heavenly part and one is the earthly part. Meaning one is the dimension of the human being vis-a-vis himself or herself and one is the dimension of the human being vis-a-vis their communication to the outside. That's why one is called heaven and one is called Eretz. One is pnimi and one is Chitzen. One is internal and one is directed towards external. I Machshav is also Levush. That's what he said, but it's a Levush that's Miyuchud with the, with the Nefesh. And since it's Miyuchud with the Nefesh, therefore it's part of the Shamayim of the person, not the Eretz of the person. And therefore, so when we speak about Bashamayim imaab al-Arits mitochas, Bashamayim is the person ought the develop their soul. same the same as the same as the 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 from its counterpart, subdue and transform from its opposite, from zelu umazeh. It's both in heaven and in earth, meaning shi yu kol harba mi yuchadim hashem levada, to be able to unite all the four dimensions seichel machshavah deibur to the divine alone. Da'inu shaseichel vahadibur yim maloyim itayda dayraisa mechach menafkas v'dibarta bum seichel. And of course, Machshaveh and Dib were to be filled with Torah. There's the concept of Torah coming from Chachma, Torah is Seichel, but it's also with Dibart, speaking. And then the second parasha of Krishna, he focuses on Gancha. You should gather your grain. And in maisa, this is maisa So both in Shamayim and Eretz, in the person, here's how a person deals with their Seichel and Machshaveh. And this is how a person refines and works out their Dibur and Maisa. And it's two different Havodas. A person could develop and focus on their actions. They can also refine their words. But then there is the heaven in the person, which is dealing with their thoughts. And that's sometimes a little harder because, it's again, it's more internalized. So you could say, don't speak like this. Don't speak these words. Don't do such an action. Or do such an action. Or speak these words. That's the Eretz of the person. And then there's the makshava of the person, which is going into their makshavas, what types of thoughts they have. And then seichel, which is their perspectives, their awareness on themselves or the universe around them or anything else. So in, in the Avoidin, each one is that the makshava and the dibur and the Maise and the seichel should be able to experience the Hashem hu hu We said before that the desire says. That Shema Yisrael is a higher unity. Baruch Hashem is a lower unity. So he says, Yechudah Tatar. And when you say Hashem Hu it's these two concepts. So he says, Yechudah Tatar, the lower unity, that's Pchenes Yaakov. That's reflected in Yaakov. Because Yaakov is Yaakov Yud, Ekev. Yud is a Yud. And Ekev is the the sole of the foot, the bottom of the foot. Yud is Pchenes Chachmo Bitom. The yud, which is a seminal point on a kuda, represents the first flash of wisdom in the person called chachma, which is like a nukuda. It's a seminal point. <laughs> but the yud doesn't remain above; It's communicated all the way down to the feet and to the lowest part of the foot, the akev, the soif, to be able to subdue and transform all the way down to the Akiv through the yud. Bahinu, Keshah Dayina Adam Abhinas Mul This is when a person is still in a battle with Skafya Ves trying to subdue and transform. Shaoz Midas Elakim with Simpsum Lios Almid Pruda Hi Hagai Veris Boyvihi Ikis Benefishada. What happens then is the middle of Elakim, which is Simpson restriction. Creating a fragmented world is what prevails in him, and it's the primary consciousness in his soul. yud, But he brings in Yud, the Hainu Shilov Havayeh Be'elikim, integrating Yud Kevavke in Elikim. Yahweh Be'chachma, Yah said that the says, Yud is associated with Chachma. Bringing in Yud Kevavke into Elikim, that's called Shilov Hashem Be'elikim, that's Yaakov. Aval Yisrael. Is kisarisa imelakim veimanashim the 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 one quarrelling with Yaakov says your name is now going to be Yisrael why kisarisa imelakim veimanashim batuchah sarisa means Rashi says you you quarrelled and you prevailed with who with elakim shat kisarisa imelakim veimanashim batuchah so if we pshat it means with Esav's angels. Here it he teaches kisarism Kim, meaning shekvar gova sheim avaya sheim elikim. In the inner struggle, the sheim elikim has been, the sheim avaya has become triumphant over sheim elikim. The haenu shiluv sheim elikim dalad nun yud ba'avaya, not shiluv avaya be'elikim, but shiluv elikim ba'avaya. Not integrating yud kevafke in elikim, but integrating elikim into yud kevafke. He's beyond that, and then he says, "V'im am Yaakov fought with and with anoshim, which are the manifestations of shem the shluchim of din and Kitrub, which is alikim. your Huh? <laughs> he needs a little heads, but I'll just say one Nekudah. It says in Zoyar that Shema Yisrael is Yichuda Elohan, Baruch Shem is Yichuda Tata. There's a higher level of Achtas, a lower level. What Achtas are we talking about? <laughs> Ki Hashem, Hashem is vofke. That's how it's written. Hu What does it mean? You have to know that Yud vofke is alekim. What are you trying to say? It's like saying you have to know that Yankel is Yankel. Okay, Shmedel is Shmedel. Fine. Shmedel is not Yankel. V'adata, tell me that God exists. What's that? V'adata ki Hashem hu So if you look in the English Siddur, they'll tell you you should know that the Lord is God. What does that? mean? The Lord is not what? The Lord is not Trump. The Lord is not Queen Elizabeth. I mean fine. You should know that the Lord is God. Okay, they couldn't do better. So the Lord is God. God is the Lord. So Baltani explains here it's two states of consciousness. It's two dimensions of existence. One is Yutke one is Alakim. To bring those two together and realize Ashem Hu Alakim, that's the void of a person. It's the void throughout life. That's how one makes a Didi which is what he began the mind. That Avoida operates on two stages. One is making yutke Vofke Elikim, and one is making Elikim yutke vavke. It's called Shiluv Havaya B'Elikim and Shiluv Elikim B'Avaya. Shiluv Havaya B'Elikim means Havaya is integrated into Elikim. Shiluv Elikim B'Avaya is Elikim is integrated into Havaya. They meet up, but it's from different places. One is the Krishna of night and one is the Krishna of day. One is the Krishna of heaven and one is the Krishna of earth. One is Bashamayi Mimal and one is Alaric's Mitachas. Hashem hu in heaven is not Hashem hu in earth. There's the way earth makes the yichud and the way heaven makes the yichud. There's the way Yaakov makes the yichud, there's the way Yisrael makes the yichud. That's why there's Krishna at night and there's Krishna by day. There's Krishna the way I experience it in nighttime and there's Krishna the way I experience it in daytime. There's melmata l'mayla and l'mayla. I look down and I see you. You look up and you see me. We both see each other. But it's still different. And that's what the Zoya means. It's two states of achtas, two states of unity. There's the higher state of unity, the lower state of unity. One is midas yoim, and one is, one is midas laim. Where do you see the difference? In the names. Yaakov is yud, ekev. The Yud comes into the Ekev. The Ekev is the lowest part of the organism. Yisrael, the Pesach says, mm-hmm. You fought, you quarreled with God and with men, and you prevailed. Rashi says he saw this from the word sar. You became a sar over elekim, a, a, a ruler, a minister, a lord. What's the Pshat Kisarisa? Yaakov battled? There's the state where Yaakov is Yaakov. That's his name that's given to him by birth. And it remains his name for many, many years. Only many, many years later, he's already an elderly man. Suddenly he gets a new name. Not suddenly, but he gets a new name. And the new name says that now you're in a different state. You're not Yaakov. Kisarisa Imelikim You prevailed over Shei Malikim. He says, Gov HaShem HaShem HaLeLekim. That's not Shiluv HaVaya BaLeKim. It's Shiluv ba BaHavaya. It's not... Which is going into which? HaLeKim is integrated into Yudkei Vavke. It becomes, so to speak, submerged in Yudkei Vavke. Subsumed, right. Where the other way is Shilov Yudke Vavke BaLeKim. The Yudke Vavke becomes subsumed. Subsumed in Shema lekim What's the difference of these two What's, uh, What What are we talking about? These are the words... What does it mean? We'll see takin and Diktuk, Tehillim, I'll show you in the next year. There's two ways in which Yudke, Vafke and Alikim are said. So uh, these are the things that we don't know, we don't notice often. But uh, Alpinista, they represent these two P'chinis of Yaakov and Yisrael. So one is the Akev is really very dominant, and the Yud comes into the Akev. So this is not a regular Akev, it's an inspired heel. It's an inspired soul. It's an ins- soul as in uh, S-O-L-E. S-O-L-E. Also S-O-U-L. <laughs> but the, the 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 emphasis is on Akiv, whereby Yisrael Fakert, it's the emphasis is Rosh. Yisrael is Li Rosh, my head. Jacob, you're coming to Afeb, it's the morning, Kureishma is the Oretz? The night. The earth, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why some people say Yisrael at night and not in the morning. Yeah, that's true. That's what Toys brings in a Sakhtabrachas, yeah. Yeah. Ah Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dibur Maisa versus Seychla Mahakshava. Okay, we'll explain him it's a minute, Hashem. We'll continue. Okay, good morning everybody. We're up to page one twenty eight. On top it says Jushem Lashabis Shuvah. And uh, we're up to sieve bays. I'll just give a little vart for yesterday we had to... Uh... And then we'll continue with Pedig bays, Blinade. Probably you know a few places in Tehillim where it says the word Yutke Vavke, but it's pronounced alakim. Are you familiar? I think you have in Kapitel Samachas, capital Samachtes. It says Yutke Vavke in a VM. A few places it says Yutke Vavke. So usually when we see say Yutke Vavke, we don't say Yutke Vavke, we say Al Dalad Nun Yud, Adna. But those few places, instead of saying Adna, you say Alakim. Yudkei Vavke, but you say Alekim. So in Kabbalah, there's a big sugi about this, that sometimes there's something called Shilov, Havaya and Alekim, and Shiluv Havaya and Havaya. Havaya is Yudkei Vavke. Instead of saying Yudkei it says Havaya often in the Maimara. Shiluv Havaya and Yudkei means that the Yudkei is the Iker, and the Alekim is integrated. Shilov means integrated, connected. The Alekim becomes subservient to Yudkei or the other way around. Huh? In the whole, it's a whole suge, and the Arizal, and the Ramak, and the Zohar, and the Shemus of Yudkei the Shemus. I'm not going to get into to the graphic details of it, cause it's, but just in the Kuda, that there's, two, there's two-way in the way it's written, and also the way it's said, and the way it's understood. And if Alekim is part of Yudkei Vavke, Yud Vavke, is part of Alekim. So sometimes we will say Yud Kei but you say Alekim, you don't say... Uh... Oh, so what's the difference? So he explains it: the difference in Zoya between Yechud and Yechud Tata, the higher unity and the lower unity. Or the words that we use in this mime is also Yaakov and Yisro. Yud Ekev versus Yisro, which is Li Reish. What's the difference? He said, one is a consciousness with sirise Alekim V'iman You battled with Sheim Alekim. That's Yisrael. That's a higher state. But before that, there's the state of Yaakov, which is the person is still dealing with a state of Ekev, not Rosh, not the head, but the foot. And there's a war. There's a Melchama, Kafia and Eshabcha. And then Midas Aleikim prevails. So even though there is Shem Havai here, but Shem Havai is integrated into Shem Aleikim. What does this mean? I mean, these are the osias he says with some more details. What does this mean? He began the maimer that the tachlis of the creation was lias to be able to reveal the unity in the cosmos, to be able to take the choishach. Naturally, the world is a place of concealment. Naturally, when you face yourself, you're facing a distortion. Oylam is milashin helam. It's not a detail in the world. It's the definition of the world. Confronting life means confronting distortion. Confronting the world means confronting distortion. Confronting yourself means confronting concealment. The natural state of oilam without human initiative and creativity, is concealment. Truth is concealed. There is a deeper truth that is not necessarily revealed. That's oilam. Any world is characterized by one word, Helem. The question is how deep the concealment, how profound the distortion, how twisted, how twisted. There could be a distortion and there could be a distortion. We all know that. There is concealment and there's concealment. There are lies and there are lies. Churchill said that during the times of war, he said this during the Second World War, during times of war, the truth is so precious it has to be protected and surrounded by many bodyguards of lies. So the whole world, the truth is protected or concealed or obscured. By Helen, by concealment. Now in many ways, this is not a pessimistic idea. It's really an optimistic idea because what it says is that what you see is not what you get. And you have to be able to understand that you need the courage to be able to go one step deeper or two steps deeper. And this begins with yourself. Often a person has lots of feelings and lots of emotions and lots of instincts and lots of experiences. And it's very easy just to take them at face value and worship them just embrace them as they are and there is a value to looking at them the way they are but a person needs to know to be able to have the courage to be able to see what is deeper what is behind them and what is at the core and this is the process of the avoid of transforming oilam into a diri and generally he says this is the avoid throughout golos which produces the world of geula when ayin baayin yiru will see face to face with Hashem There are parts that are deeper than Machshava. The eye, the eye is deeper than Machshava. The very core of the person, yeah. The eye is enclosed in thoughts. The eye gets dressed in thoughts. Uh-huh. And he gives the thought, That's what machshav And sometimes those thoughts are overwhelming. And sometimes those thoughts are obsessive. And sometimes those thoughts are uh, completely consuming. And sometimes we don't even know that there's an eye outside mm-hmm. of those thoughts. In other words, our eye gets lost, like in a mikveh. It gets submerged in the thoughts, and all there are are thoughts. There's no eye. Right, but part of the avoid of a person is to realize that I am enclosed in my thoughts, or I contain my thoughts. If maybe in a different way, a little bit, I I, I hold on to my thoughts. But like my thoughts are in me; they're not me. My thought. Now the thoughts are powerful, very powerful. And sometimes there's thoughts that guide us our whole life, and we never even know there's anything outside of those thoughts. Sometimes we develop certain thoughts. And our entire life is really playing out that script. It's almost like there's a script and you just play it out with everybody you meet. Especially with people you're close to. It just repeats itself again and again. This scenario, you could predict it, right? Some marriages, you could say exactly what it's going to look like today, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years. It's always the same exchange, just in different words. It's the same conversation they always have. Many couples for 60 years have the same conversation, just different words. But it's the same conversation. It's his paradigm, her paradigm, and that's it. And it's just a change. Now it's an argument about the airport, then it's about Yom Kippur, then it's about Sukkot, then where we're going for, for, for the Shoshana. But this is <laughs> El Huh? I'm saying unless you break the cycle. But because the problem is that the I and the Machshavah becomes one. I don't even know there's anything else. So my Machshavahs are me. And what happens then is I can't even identify that there's a distinction between them. The moment you can identify that there's a distinction between your I and your machshava, then you actually could start making choices. You could shift the machshava. There's an I who is not defined completely by the machshava. It's not easy. It doesn't mean it's easy. But once there's a lavush, I could say, ooh, maybe I could change my shirt. Right? Maybe I could change... They say there was a guy uh, who... uh, an old anecdote. He jumped off a building and so they were looking for a note, you know, an explanation. They saw in his office there was a note and he says, I'm sick and tired. The same lunch for fifty years. Same tuna tuna sandwich for fifty years. They go to his wife and they say, For fifty years you couldn't change you couldn't change she said, I don't know, he packed his own lunches every day. <laughs> <laughs> First taste. Really, you could change lawn? You could change. your you did you could change your lunch. Right? It's not such a joke. It's it's many people's stories. You you could change lunch. Rabbi, so you could change your lunch. Look You don't have to do the same thing for breakfast every day. I'm all eggs. I'm all croissants. Where you go for breakfast, it's the same thing every day. I know. Oil, 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 oil. But, uh, but that's the point. So, so it, but without that, the eye is dipped into the machshava and there's nothing else. There's only machshava. So and I say, I'm angry. I'm angry at you. I hate you. That's not true. I don't hate you. I'm not angry at you. My thoughts, my thoughts are saying that I hate you. My thoughts are experiencing a tremendous emotion. I got that. That's true. I'm not denying that. We're not denying it. It's an interesting thing also. It becomes a paradox. The more you acknowledge it, the more you can separate from it. The less you acknowledge it, the less you could separate from it. The more it defines you. You understand what I'm saying? This is very important. Huh? What? No, i didn't mean an example from Mary. I don't know, since when did marriage become the the main issue? The wife is usually the creator So, uh, what I mean is, it's, 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 it's deep, but it's not so deep. It's really experiential. And that is, I'll tell you, somebody's feeling angry, somebody's feeling very negative, whatever the emotion is. So, what do we do? <laughs> what do we good Jews do? What do we good people do? We tell ourselves... We tell ourselves, I shouldn't be feeling this way, I shouldn't be feeling this way, it doesn't make sense. And you give explanations why it doesn't make sense, that you believe that you think you believe. And automatically, oh, and therefore I don't feel that way. But you didn't transform the emotion, you didn't transform the thought. You told yourself, I can't feel that way, and it's also painful to feel that way. And because it's painful to feel that way, I run away from it. And I run away from it by going to logic and saying, I shouldn't feel that way, and therefore I really don't feel that way. But if I didn't really transform it, which I often don't, I'm just trying to run away from pain, so it's still there. And because it's still there, so in a paradoxical way, it becomes much more powerful. Because now that emotion defines my relationship with everybody else. If I'm feeling something towards you, that emotion becomes a reflection of who you are. But if I have the courage to say, you know, I'm really feeling this way, I shouldn't be feeling this way, maybe, but I'm feeling this way. I feel I, and I own it and it's very painful. It's it's very not geschmack. But I really feel this way. Then in a very interesting way, it doesn't trap you anymore. The more you feel it, the less it traps you. The more you deny it, the more it traps you. The more you feel it, you give it its place. Okay, you have a place. And it's painful, yeah. I have all these thoughts you know what, I want you to die and I want you to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and after that the Williamsburg Bridge and then go to the George Washington and tap in Z for Estimus HaGailo all these things I don't have these emotions but I do so what happens these emotions, not only do they define me they trap me because they're, re- they're really the way I experience you however if I can acknowledge it and look at it and contain it and say, This is a place in me. It has its place and it's painful. And but it's not me. It's not I. It's a lavush. Why is the logic telling people that it's a bad Because Because we try to avoid pain. Because anything that hurts, sense? we try to run away from. You, if you could really transform the thought, saying, yeah, sure it's a, a lot there, of avoida. But cold logic usually won't do it, because it's, a deep, it's deep stuff. Mathematics won't do it. I'll give you an example. I cannot stand talking in the shoe. He <laughs> 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 makes me, me, it it makes makes me upset every day. Yes. yes. I spoke to somebody about it. It's only background music, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the nose. You tolerate it. Why? And I cannot stand it. But I distance it from myself. I, I just get more upset. I don't want to in there. <laughs> That's a very good thing, that you're upset about that. I don't uh, see an issue. I don't think so. The fact that you're upset that that is talking by davening, I think, is a is a worthwhile upsetness. It just makes me an uh, outcast from that crowd. Like <laughs> now, what I'm talking here about is our emotional experience about other people. This is not. <laughs> 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 you mean you hate the people who speak by davening? That's a whole different emotion. Not the people. I sometimes. Okay, so that's a very that's a very powerful thing you just said. Not everybody can do that. People start hating the people, which of course makes them makes impos- makes it impossible for them to influence the people. But the fact that a certain behavior is wrong. And loathed what's. In your case. In your case. Some people hate things for other reasons, but in your case. Okay. When you were two, they One gave question, you a lollipop and ice cream, you remember? <laughs> they still do it. When do people start running away and avoiding pain? We're told, here's the lollipop, ice cream. still. So you learn that you have to quiet it. And we do a lot of things to avoid it. We do a lot of things to avoid pain. And one of them is to make believe it doesn't exist. But why are they doing it? Where's the gecko?
1: Because it's painful to watch
0: pain. It's painful to experience pain. It's painful to be in pain. The best is to eliminate it, to deny it, and Where if you can't, can just cover them? it up. Where do we forget the deal with did help? Where did that... It's easier to say yes than say no and have an argument. That too. Although sometimes it's logical to do that too. I just have to tell you. I don't know what you call the word laziness. I think it's a very deep... Uh, that itself is a deep emotion in a person. The emotion to be comfortable, to make things nice, to make things smooth. We want things to be comfortable. That also is a deep thought. That's also a deep emotion. But if we understand logically that if we dealt with it, I'll have a peaceful life for for a very long time. You're right. It's not. not, So it's it's, wanting that comfort this second, then putting in the work and living a peaceful life. Yeah. So, our logic our logic can help us distinguish between the I and our thoughts and to be able to work on it in a specific way. That's the point. Rabbi Isaac Fashtays, did I answer your question? Okay. Now, in this yichud of Hashem and Elikim, what's the yichud of Hashem and Elikim? Elikim is the source of darkness, concealment, midasatzimtsum. Yudke is the source of his galos. The yichud, the synthesis of Vovke and Elakim, is vashay voisa levavecha ki Hashem hu elakim. What Pshat ki Hashem hu In the oasis of this maimer, that the yesh and the ayin are really one. The yesh is the reality that I observe. Yesh doesn't necessarily mean ego. Yesh just means the something, the reality that I observe. It could be ego. It could be. It could be horrible negative energy. It could be despair. It could be yush, It could be depression. It could be laziness. Whatever it is that I identify as the something in the world or in my life, just plain physicality, whatever it is, is linked to an ayin. We call it ayin, not because it's ayin. It's really the real yesh. But like we explained with the nail and the, and the, and the sukkah and the idea, the yesh calls it ayin. From the ayin's perspective, the ayin is yesh and the yesh is ayin. That's the Kel that's the higher level and the lower level. That's heaven and earth, that's night and day. Day means the sun is shining, you see things clearly. Night means it's pitch dark and you have to find your way. And when you find your way, you fall. It's pitch dark in a room and you have to find your way out. Right, so what do you do? I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said, what was the difference of the derech Halimud of the Rishonim and the Achrayim?" So he said, you have a person who's in a room and it's pitch dark. Pitch dark doesn't mean there's a little candle somewhere or there's a little light somewhere on the street. Pitch dark means <coughs> Hurricane uh, Irma in those places where it's all out, nothing, and it's dark at night and there's a rain and it's thundering and there's no lightning and it's pitch, pitch, pitch. If you're ever maybe in the Catskills with a blackout in the forest, you know what it is. Here in the city, even in Muncie, it's very hard to... Uh, very hard to have that real darkness, the old Munsee, yeah, but not the new monthsi. Everybody's generated, everybody's Generators, huh? everybody's generators and there's a shul here, and there's a guy here, and there's people walking in the middle of the night, maybe in the old farmland monthsi. You had pitch dark, so it's pitch, pitch dark, and now you have to get out of this room. So you start feeling around, you fall and you fall again, and you get up, and then you feel an opening, an opening, and you you want to jump through that opening. Problem is, it's a garbage can. It's an opening. Then another opening. It's a washing machine. And then another opening, but it's a window. It's the entry to a window to seal the windowsill. And then after all the mistakes, there's another opening, but it's a closet. You bump your head into a closet. And then after all the trials, you find the door and you get out. And then sometimes in the middle, somebody just turns on the light. <laughs> and somebody turns on the light and it's all there. So he says, they wrote sobekitser because... The whole suga is given lichtik. It's even hard for us to understand what that means. It was complete bright. They understood the oimek kaiysoi of every suga very clearly. There were some questions and contradictions, so they by it. Avart here, Very short, very brief. The Rambam sometimes in his letters that he answers, four, five, six lines. Ve'ama Moshe he signs. etc. By the on the contrary. You start, and you start with a question, and then you refute, and you fall. So you come back. So you say it can't be this, so it has to be this. It can't be this, it has to be this until you see the door. Al derech within yeah. the, the Tanoim themselves, it's brought that the Yerushalmi and the Bavli was uh, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin b'Machshakim ha'Yishivani zeh Talmudishal Bavli that Talmud Bavli le'gaba Yerushalmi has this nekudah as well. Al we derech, yeah, you see by him, him sh- a lot. Uh, yeah. No, the difference between Bavli and Shalme. Mizbareches, mishtameres. Mizbareches, mishtameres. Moira de Kavart. So this is a marshal for this Indian. By night it's dark. By day it's light. When you're in the perspective of the Ayin, it's a lichtik. You see lech of the world with lichtik ayin. It's a different life. They say about the Rebzush of Anapali that um, he uh, he had a hard life. He was very poor and he had a lot of yesurim. And Ayid once came to him from the Maggid. The Maggid said, and he stayed by him. The Magid didn't ask him why he stayed. After a few days, the Magid says, What brings you here to town? So he says, Your Rebbe sent me to you. He says, To me, Vos Epis. So I went into the Maggid and I said, I have a miserable life. So many bad things happen to me. I don't know how I can be, but how I can go on. There's so, I have so many struggles and challenges. Mr. manga says for this you have to go to my Talmud Ribzusha of Anapoli, stay by him for a few weeks, and you'll see. So Zusha tells him, You must have misunderstood my Rebbe. He says, why? So I don't think he sent you to me. He said, why not? So I never had a bad day in my life. <laughs> I never had a bad day. I never had a, yeah. Why? Because for him the definition of life was dvekas with Hashem. So, how could why He never had a bad day in his life. Different ways he had vakas, but he never had a bad day in his life. There was nothing. In other words, the yesh is a din in the ayin. That's midas yoim. Midas laila is the ayin is a din in the yesh. But the paradigm is yesh, and therefore there's a struggle. That's the state of Yaakov versus the state of Yisrael. So, Yaakov also brings in the yud, the shem havaya, but it's into the akev. Yisrael is kisarisaim elikim. He triumphed over the Shem HaTzimtzum. That's the higher level, the higher Yichud, where Elikim becomes a getter of Havaya. They say also about the Zusha, that after Shacharis, he would go into his room, and he would start speaking, and he said, to God, Ibo'yne Shalolom, dein kin Zusha is hungry. And the Gabai heard this, and he would bring in up to eat whatever the scraps of food he had for breakfast. After some time, the Gabai got upset. He said, you know what? Let him ask me for the food. He asks God for the food. I bring him. I'm going to teach him a lesson. Tomorrow he'll ask God, let God bring the food. I'm not bringing any food. So the next day, the bzusha is davening, ribonishalom, dein kind will essen. And he's not bringing. He's very happy. Soon the it was, next time ask me, don't ask God. As he's doing this, a person knocks on the door and he says, I made a ben this morning. The suda finished, very small, I have huge amounts of food. So I want to bring it in. I want to bring in the bzusha for him, his family, he could distribute it to the poor. So he brings in all the food. (laughs) So the Gabbay said he realized that I'm not giving him the food. I have the schuz to be the shlich to bring him the food. Now, a regular person, you're going to stand here today after shachris and say, <laughs> So maybe an 18 for she, it works. At some point, somebody's going to start bringing in the food. But very often, you're going to say, <laughs> I don't know if Mama Shafidyan Abengai is going to stop and give you food. But the pshat is that there's certain Nishamas that live in a state where their reality is really a different reality. What do I mean a different reality? The depth of reality plays itself out in very vivid and revealed ways. So it's not such a struggle. That's the P'china of Yisro. It's also Yichod Hashem elikim, but the Alekim is a din in Havaiya. Not the Havaiya is a din in the Alekim. That's the difference between the two states. But in every Havaiya there is the need for the unity between the inner core and the outer between the inner surface and the outer surface. In other words, man was sent down to the world to be a revolutionary, to be creative, to transform the landscape of planet Earth. We weren't sent down to the world to be passive observers and bystanders, because passive observers just become accomplices to the darkness, to the distortions, to the concealments. Diri means you have to create something, and that create creation is a transformation, of in And it goes through the state of Iskafia and then Ishapcha. What's the difference of Iskafia and Ishapcha? Iskafia is Yaakov and Eshapcha is Yisro. Iskafia is the marshal Isaac I gave you before. What's Iskafia? Iskafia means I'm dealing with some real nasty, uh, what do we call it in English? Some real nasty spaghetti. Okay? And I'm dealing with it. But instead of becoming enslaved by it, I quarantine it. I give it its space, it doesn't mean I have to define my behavior based on it, nor even do I have to define my relationship towards you based on it. And on the contrary, the fact that I can acknowledge it, as I said, allows me to quarantine it. As long as I don't acknowledge it, it actually defines me. It owns me. It acknowledges me. I don't acknowledge it. Either you acknowledge it or it acknowledges you. One of the two. If you don't give it a name, it gives you a name. If you don't give it a name, it gives you a name. And your name becomes that. Your name becomes that. I'm the bitter, frustrated, angry, furious, abused, horrible, judged uh, life that's miserable, never had a happy day, everything in my life was unjust, never had a good day, nobody ever understood me, nobody still understands me. It's a great mantra. You like? It's a great mantra. Put it on your car. <laughs> but remember remember Beshe Maimra Beshe Maimra maybe go to maybe go you could do the whatsapps it could be the one of the whatsapps what you should believe about yourself As somebody once said just because I'm paranoid it doesn't mean the whole world does not against me I'm talking paranoid but everybody hates me now these are thoughts we have very interesting thoughts The challenge is that often we live in a culture where people are not allowed to express their thoughts. And we think that by doing that, we create a healthy culture. We create disease by that. Because what happens is, when you can't acknowledge it, it holds everybody hostage. When you can acknowledge it, paradoxically, you could see that it's a lavush. If you don't acknowledge it, it's not a lavush, it's everything. That's what it is. So now you are that and you are that and you are that. If I can acknowledge it, my thoughts are that, and it's not you. And I can actually distinguish between my thought and me, and between my thought and my thoughts experience of how I should experience you. What? With Hashem? It starts with Hashem, of course with Hashem. What's the question? It starts with Hashem. What's a Shiloh? Why do you think it would be different? Whatever it is you're experiencing. The problem is if I say, I hate you, now it's, what do you mean you hate me? You're a therapist. So I'll give you the advice that you'll give your patients. You never tell somebody, I hate you. You never do that because, first of all, they will naturally, unless they're very, very refined and worked out, they will become defensive and will be hurt for good reasons. You can't expect everybody, you know, to really be on that level. The way to say it is, yeah. What you said to me, what I experienced, it, what I experienced in my heart was a lot of pain. It it, it was very painful for me to hear. I felt lonely. I feel misunderstood. I feel very negative. It creates within me a sense of anger, a sense of hate. Don't put it on the other person. Say the truth. Put it on yourself. Not blame yourself, but identify what it really is. I hate you is not MS. It looks like it's MS. My thought is telling me that I have to hate you to avoid my pain. That's the truth. My thoughts. I'm trying to avoid the pain that I'm experiencing in this relationship. Why I'm experiencing that pain? That's not for right now. (laughs) Call Chadla from Shira Delay. My thoughts want to help me avoid that. How? Oh, I hate this person. Drop dead. They're the worst of. Why did I even have a relationship? I wish I would have never met this person. I'm a chayyeh. Boom. Dead. Cut them. I don't need them. I'm not interested in them. Sure. Right? You understand? When I say I hate you, I'm not saying the MS. I know, I, I think I'm saying the MS, But I'm not really saying the MS. I hate you. Do I even know who I am? And do I even know who you are? I hate you means there's an I, there's a you. I never learned who I am, I never learned who you are. I'm in a, in a spin of thoughts for the last 43 years. I know who I am. Somebody ever told, how many years? <laughs> 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 this is Chayav Loima Beshvili Nemar Kalashiraze, <laughs> yeah? But you understand what I'm saying? So when I say I hate you, I know I, I know you. I even had a chance to know you. The whole you is experienced by me through my convoluted thoughts that define I in a particular way. So a much more honest thing is, when I hear these words, they trigger very, very intense thoughts that, that feel a lot of hate. That's true. And if you have an honest friend, you could speak that way. If you don't have an honest friend, you can't speak that way. That's true. You can't even say that. But when we create a culture where people can't talk about these things, what happens? It doesn't go away. It just defines us much more. It defines us much more. By acknowledging this, you don't become dirty; you become clean. You understand what I'm saying? By acknowledging this, you don't become filthy; you become clean because you can distinguish between the you and this. That's the Moiradik idea that he's mechadish that machshav is a lavush, moedidikazach. Even is not only Dibra mais, even machshav is a lavush. How do you synthesize? How do you synthesize what? <laughs> So, there's a and there's a hapch. Iskafia is stage one. Iskafia <coughs> means there's nasty stuff going on. And I have to be kaifa. Kaifa literally means I have to subdue, I have to bend, I have to. The Gemara has a machlaikas in Rosh Hashanah Do we use on Hashanah. a shaifer kafuf or a shaifer pashat? A bent shaifer, a curved shaifer, <laughs> a straight shaifer. Rosh Hashanah, dav chavav and mishnah. And the Gemara says, what svaras amachlaikas? What svaras amachlaikas? So here you see right away that every svara in Gemara, it's a sh'tama svara. the more it says, On Rosh Hashanah, The more you bend your das, better. The other that says, The more you straighten out your das, better. What does this mean? So I'll peep shot. it means, some say, by davening you should uh, bend your head or keep your head straight. But the Balatanya explains elsewhere, and we learned it also at the end of the previous Maimer, that it's two states of perception. And in one of the Maimorim it says that it's Yichud and Yichud Tata. The higher level of unity is Poshet Daiti, and the lower level of unity is Koifah You have to bend. You have to, you have to bend your posture. You have to curve your perception. It's not straight. It's not straight. There's a struggle here. Why is there a struggle? Because my perception is screaming Chayshech and Helen, And I have to be able to bend it, to challenge it, to curve it. But isn't both Iskafia and uh, you know, Ishaab, aren't both of them still part of the lower shield of, of, of Hawaii in Oh uh, so, so, so when there is real transformation, that is where Yisrael comes in. When there is transformation, transformation means that it's not anymore a melchama. It's kisarise melekim. It's not anymore yodo yoyhezaz ba'kev esav. The yud is desperately holding onto the heel and trying to deal with the akiv. Kisarise melekim, you prevailed. That's what happened that night. Vatuchol. Now your name goes from uh, from Yaakov to Yisrael. So his or his starts as, the, as a shield of on the lower level and sort of your gateway. Right, exactly, into the, into the... and that's the next year. Once there's a there could be a There's never a without a If there's a without a it's a joke. It's like saying, "Oh, I don't have any any emotion, and I dealt with it already. <laughs> I'm done." We tell ourselves, "Oh, I shouldn't be feeling that way, and therefore I don't feel that way." You're not dealing. What you did was you covered it up, you covered it up, and that's it. You didn't deal with it. Now, deal with it doesn't mean that I have to walk around the streets and scream the mantra that I said before about myself, that I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this. But dealing with it means that in an appropriate context, especially with a person that I can trust, or whatever the model is, I should be able to define what is going on, especially in relationships. And with Hashem, the same thing. With Hashem, the same thing. Let's learn another few minutes. I want to learn a few lines here in Patek Beis. beis <laughs> Yom Kippur, we say Hashem u'alakim seven times. At the end of Yom Kippur. Moshe Rabbeinu says Hashem u'alakim once. Atah haraisa ladas ki Hashem Another Pesach, v'yaday t'ayem salavecha ki Hashem But each time is separate. Then comes Melochem Aleph simin Yud You know the story? Daftoyed of Parshets Kisisa, Eliyohan Novi challenges 400 Nevi'im of Baal. He builds as Mizbeach, by Mount Carmel. How that Carmel? The only time a Navi is makri a carbon outside of the Beis Ham Mikdash. He brings a carbon outside of the Beis HaMikdash, Mikdash as a Navu. It's the, one of the great sources that a Navi could change Torah, a halacha in Torah, temporarily. <laughs> Not Avodazara, but other halachas, if it's a Navu. That's what a Leo navi does. And he has the naviim bring a carbon. And he brings a carbon. They both slaughter a bull. He expects from them that their gods will create a fire and burn up the flesh of the bull. And they try and they try and they try. And Eliyahu says, Maybe your God is sleeping, maybe he's in the bathroom, maybe you have to wake him up, maybe you have to tickle him. The nation is following Avodazorah. And then Eliyahu carbon is consumed by a heavenly flame. Twice. and the side of this maim is going to distinguish between Moshe's Hashemu alakim and this Hashemu alakim. By Moshe, it's once, and here it's twice. Why twice? They could have said Havayu alakim. Now we repeat things because we like repeating things, and that's why we repeat things, because we like repeating things, <laughs> and I rest my case. <laughs> I don't repeat myself, sorry. But in Tanakh, it doesn't work that way. You don't stamp HaKad, okay, another Hashem the oh, kid I was by Kriya Satayra some weeks ago, so the Qaeda didn't know the Trap. Not here, I was in another shul, so uh, he was just doing every Trap, you know, that whatever, in his memory, you know. So somebody gives a scream, <laughs> You know, why not put in a poser? <laughs> right? Repeat this Hashemu once more. What's the double? So you could say it's Psachizuk, you want to make it stronger. But we're gonna see that this second Hashemu Ela characterizes the unique experience of what Shuva means. And therefore, it's a new Hashemuel Hualekim that's not included in the first Hashemuel Hualekim of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now here there's a long, the parentheses, with the Marim HaKai, from the Tzermach So there's a lohav in Lama base palm. To understand what's the kaifal. You said before that the tachlis of life is Hashem Hualekim, but what's the base palm? What's the redundancy? What's the kaifal of Hashem Hualekim? That's going to be explored